Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. This is a great day, a great day in Jesus Christ. What a great day. What a great day. Hallelujah. What a fantastic day in God Almighty himself. He has ordained it. He has created it. He has breathed upon it and is sustaining it. What a fantastic day as he reveals himself unto you and I on this great day, on this great day, on this great day. I don't know about you, but I am having a fantastic day. I am truly blessed on this day today because this is the day that he has made come on in come on in this is truly a great day today and i am truly going to just embrace god's day today it's been a, a rough day already it's been rough because we've been battling the adversary today. I mean, we've been throwing some lefts and some rights, some uppercuts, slipping and sliding. Wow. <laughs> and we done battling with him and we, listen, it is always a good day when you can reach down and just have great time when in God Almighty. It's always a good day. Every day is God's great day. So I want to welcome all of our family and friends here with us at the Ark of the Covenant Ministry. Let us go to the throne of grace in prayer. Father God, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your presence. Lord, we thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for the great getting up morning. We thank you for the cross. We thank you for your precious blood being shed, the New Testament. Father God, we thank you for the ups and the downs. And Father God, as we thank you for you revealing yourself unto us day by day, moment by moment, we just thank you. And Father God, as we cry out for forgiveness this day, this moment, this second, we just say, forgive us of our disobedience. And Lord, as you have ordained this moment, in time for us right here and right now. We pray right now that you take charge and you bless this moment. And if anyone comes here and don't know you as a loving savior, Lord, we just ask that you make way that they something be said, something be heard, something be done where they turn toward you and cry out, what must I do in order to be saved? And Lord, we just pray that they realize in their heart that all they have to do is believe on you. And Lord, we just pray that they understand that they just cry out unto you in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, I pray that you decrease me and increase you because you are preferred. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Glory to the name of the living God. Hallelujah. Well, I'm welcoming all of our brothers and sisters here again at the Ark of the Covenant Ministry, Revelation Hour. And what that is, brothers and sisters, is that we take a look at situations or circumstances or scriptures and let God peel back the layers so he can reveal himself unto us where we can be able to see him and know how to apply him to our lives. It is all right to have a toolbox, but if you don't know how to use the tools in the box, then the toolbox does you no good. 
It is a great thing to have tools that you know how to use. So it is a wonderful thing to be able to allow God himself to peel back the layers and show us how to use the tools in the box. As he begins to work with us and pull back the layers of his scriptures and show us how to use the scriptures in our daily walk with him. What a great thing that is for you and I today. What a wonderful thing that is. And that is a wonderful thing for you and I today. So, let us go ahead and um, continue where we left off at. And that will be, we are looking, going through the book, the Song of Solomon. The Song of Solomon, we're going through, brothers and sisters, and we are taking it line by line, verse by verse, and we are truly enjoying it. Now, this is a two-way uh, uh, study here. We're taking questions, and please feel free to uh, post your questions. I do have my eye with me. You can post your questions and your comments. We would love to have them with us. Um, you can post them. You can send us your emails if you like at REV, abbreviation for Reverend, REV, DR, abbreviation for Doctor, DR, and my name, Derek Hill. That's D E R I C K H I L L at gmail.com. Again, that's R E V, abbreviation for Reverend, uh, abbreviation for Doctor, DR, Derek Hill. D E R R I C K. H-I-L-L -L at gmail.com or you can simply call in this morning and right here be live on the air with us at area code 219-228-6544 again that's area code Two one nine six. I mean two two eight six five four four. That's two one nine area code two two eight six five four four. So we look forward to your questions and your comments. Uh, we'll love to have them. We are going to start at verse number 14, 15, I believe here. It's where we stop. Verse 15. Uh, so let us start there at verse 15. And let us enjoy as we begin our journey through the book of Solomon. Now, we must understand, remember, that every word in God's Bible, from in the beginning to the last word, amen, is all about the man, Christ Jesus. The Bible says in John chapter 16, verses 13 through 15, take a listen. Alexa, turn volume to six. John 16, 13 through 15. Okay, here's your version Bible. John 16, verses 13 to 15. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. 
for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. He would only speak the truth and he would only declare Jesus. That's all the Holy Spirit can do. Speak the truth and declare Jesus. That's all. Listen to what the Bible says about the scriptures. Alexa, 2 Timothy 3.16. Okay, here's your version Bible. 2 Timothy 3, verse 16. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. All scripture is breathed out by God. It comes out by God. By his spirit. All scripture. So it's not, it's not by chance that it's in the Bible. It's not by chance that it was written. It's not that some man sit down and wrote it. No. It's an extension of God. It's God's penmanship through a man's hand. So when you see a scripture in the word of God, you need to be looking for Jesus. Because that's what it's about, Jesus. We're talking about the man Jesus. So the book of the Song of Solomon is about Jesus. Nobody else, unemphatical, unequivocal, Jesus. So don't be so focused on the worldly stuff. Be, when you pick up the Bible, get your mind saturated on Jesus. Because that's what it's about from the beginning to the end. Jesus. All right. So now here we go. Here we go. Now we on verse 15. Alexa, Song of Solomon 115. This might answer your question. Song of Solomon 115 reads, Behold, thou art fair, my love. Behold, thou art fair, thou hast dove's eyes. Stop. Now, it says, Behold, my love, thou art fair. Behold, thou art fair, thou hast dove eyes. Now, this is the king speaking unto the Shulamite bride. Now we know that the Song of Solomon has three major characters. Now the three major characters represent three physical and three spiritual forms. The king represents King Solomon. Some say, or just a king. But in the spiritual sense, it represents Jesus. The Shulamite bride is the woman that the king is courting, or they trying, they have are engaged. 
Now, there is a difference. I'm going to get to that in one minute. Okay, now, uh, the Shulamite bride represents the church. Now, she do have some bridemaids that represents the members of the church. Well, the Shulamite bride represents one member in the church because it's a beginning of a courtship as one comes into the body of Christ. About a relationship between the Father, between Jesus, the King, and one coming into the body of Christ, a brand new believer. Then you have the third member, the Holy Spirit. Now, now there is some that teaches that there is the King Solomon, there is the the woman, the Shulamite maiden, there is another male which is courting the maiden and the king is trying to get her away from the maiden, the, the, the male that she is courting and he's trying to snatch her away. That's what the king is trying to do. Now, some people teaches it in that form and fashion. I don't see how they get that, but they, they do that. But I don't support that particular teaching. So I'm just telling you, putting it out there for some people that teaches it that way. I don't see, I, I see how they do it, but it doesn't start off even in that kind of way because they say the greatest song of all, the greatest song of all, of Solomon. And then it goes right into him. So I don't see how they can take away that him being the greatest song of all, Solomon, and changes him to be the most wickedest king of all, trying to take another man's wife. I don't see how they got that picture, but it's okay. But we're going to keep on going. Now, it says here that here's the king tells her, ah, you the fairest, you the fairest. He says it twice. Now, some people will teach again. This was some people will say that sometimes that this is one of the mistakes in the Bible. And especially in the King James Version where they made a typo because they said it twice. But this is, uh, in, 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 as writers or either understanding the Hebrew, uh, 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 tradi the Jewish tradition, uh, uh, in, in, in representation to their, their uh, 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 religious or their foundational training is that when they say it like this, it's, it's what they're saying is that you are a representation of your, your leader, your, your, your follower, as if the, the they she couldn't get the the way they would tell it to a male that you uh, the dust of your rabbi is upon you because that would be strictly for a male as a male would be being trained by his rabbi would be said that the dust is upon you signifying that he is acting just like his rabbi, but that would only be inclusive to a male. But by the Shulamite bride representing the church, where there is male and female in the church, both male and 
female can be addressed and saying something twice to them that signifies that they are a representation of their leadership, of who they are following. Because you could say it to a male or female and it's not uh, a blasphemous thing or it's not a, uh, not a wrongful thing to say. You are fair, you are fair, you you look like your leadership, you 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 look like the one that you're following. And then it says the dove is in your eyes, the spirit is upon you. You look like your king. And the spirit of your king is upon you. Because when Jesus came straightway out the water, the Bible says that the Spirit ascended upon him as a dove. Descended upon that word descend means born of above. if you was to look it up in the Greek. So, it's in the, when they said as a dove, they was talking about the what it looks like within her, what, what was in her, in the church, was coming forth. The form that was taking place it was coming forth. So the king could see it. All right. Alexa. Song of Solomon 116. This might answer your question. Song of Solomon 116 reads, Behold, thou art fair, my beloved, yea, pleasant, also, our bed is green. Stop. Thou art fair, my beloved. Also, you're pleasant. Also, our bed is green. Now, letting her know that you are fair. You, 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 you are coming to that which is in you. You are pleasant because of that which is coming forth out of you. And as the Bible tells us, for thou shalt making me lie down in green pastures. You going forth in abundance because of who you represent and because you true to where you represent. Because this is a, re a developing relationship between her and her king, her and her savior. This is an ongoing developing relationship. As she first comes into the embracing of her salvation. All right, stay with me now. Alexa. Song of Solomon 117. This might answer your question. Song of Solomon 117 reads, The beams of our house are cedar, and our rafters of fir. The beam, stop, Alexa. The beams of our house are cedar. The, 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 the beams, the, the foundation of our house is strong. 
Cedar is that strong wood. Alexa, definition of cedar. Listen. Cedar is usually defined as any of several old world coniferous trees of the genus Cedrus, having wide, spreading branches. For more, ask me to give you more definitions for cedar. Stop. You see, I wanted you to hear that for yourself because I didn't want you to miss it. You see, the beans are strong from a tree with the branches that stretches wide apart where the foundation is thick. The beams of the house are strong and our foundation is firm because the foundation is a rock. The beams are strong because it sits on a firm foundation, a rock. <laughs> and the beams are strong because the principles are solid. The foundation is a rock and the principles are solid. Ah, life is built on the cushion of faith, love, and grace. That's what the fur represents. Faith, love, and grace. We covered in faith, love, and grace. <clears throat> you see, when you when your foundation is solid on the rock, for the rock is in Christ Jesus. And the principles are solid. Understand that the principles are solid. You will hold fast to the three things that the word of God lets you know. It tells you don't forget the light, the lamp, and the life. Let me get that to you again. Don't forget the light, the lamp, and the life. You can't forget that. Because you see, the, the commandments is your lamp. The law is your life. <clears throat> and those things for which is reproof is your life. You cannot forget those three things. In Proverbs chapter six, I believe, verse 17. Alexa, Proverbs six seventeen. This might answer your question. Proverbs six seventeen reads, a proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. Proverbs 6.19 This might answer your question. Proverbs 6.19 reads, A false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among brethren. 
Proverbs 6.16. This might answer your question. Proverbs 6.16 reads, These six things doth the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. Okay, Proverbs 6.23. This might answer your question. Proverbs 6.23 reads, For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. You see that? You see That's that? not one of the things Alexa, I can do. Stop. I'm going to play that again. Alexa, Proverbs 6.23. This might answer your question. Proverbs 6.23 reads, For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. Stop. You see, now, those three things you need to keep up with because that is your house. That is your house, your directions, your help, your... This, this, listen, many a times we want to throw away stuff and we don't want to hold on to the to the things that we need to live, things that we need to function, things that we need to be who we are called to be in Christ Jesus. Now listen to this. Alexa, Proverbs 6, 20 to 25. Alexa. Proverbs 6, 20 to 25. Okay, here's number counter. Alexa, the stop. Thank you for using number counter. You can always count on me. Alexa, Proverbs 6, 20 to 25. Okay, here's number counter. Alexa, the stop. Thank you for using number counter. You can always count on me. Alexa, Proverbs chapter six, verses 20 to 25. Okay, here's the scriptures. Proverbs chapter six, verses 20 to 25. My son, keep thy father's commandment and forsake not the law of thy mother. Bind them continually upon thine heart and tie them about thy neck. When thou goest, it shall lead thee. When thou sleepest, it shall keep thee, and when thou awakest, it shall talk with thee. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life, to keep thee from the evil woman, from the flattery of the tongue of a strange woman. Lust not after her beauty in thine heart, neither let her take thee with her eyelids. Stop. You see, we got to realize that a lot of times we get out of our house and get into the enemy's house by what the enemy appears to look like because it tantalizes the flesh. It has nothing to do, it's not talking about the woman itself. It talks about, it's talking about how the enemy will dress it up. Here for the Shulamite bride. It's telling the Shulamite bride that when your principles are strong, your foundation is solid, and you are living on faith, love, and grace. The adversary has a hard time in penetrating the house. But when you are going with Proverbs 6, 20 to 25, outside of that living, then the enemy can walk right through your home. It can come in and destroy your home. 
As a matter of fact, some people invite the enemy in and don't even know that they invited them in because they become Proverbs 20, Proverbs 6, 20 to 25 by what they are and they don't realize it. They become that vehicle. They become that person. They look like that person. They get away from being who Christ calls them to be and become the vessel for which the adversary themselves come through. Because they get away from the rock, they get away from the principles of God, and they get away from walking by faith, living underneath the grace of God. You see what I'm saying now? You see how easy it is to fall for the glitter of the world. How easy is to fall for the wants of the world. How easy it is to fall for the things of the world. Instead of by living by faith, and by grace and by the love of God standing on the word of God walking within the principles of God and many people miss the severity of this verse because they want to live in the ways of the world and Jesus speaks about this same verse when he tells people, you cannot straddle the fence. You cannot straddle the fence. And a lot of times what people actually miss uh, miss with Jesus when he's talking about a lot of the love stuff he's pulling from the song of Solomon but what he's doing is explaining the song of Solomon that you cannot straddle the fist you have to stay within the house You cannot straddle the fence. You cannot do it. Because in the house, you have to eat. See, you can't put one foot on the rock and the other foot on something else. You can't do it. Because see, number one, the rock, the, the foundation, you heard, that's why I wanted you to hear the definition. The foundation spread wide. <laughs> it spreads wide so you can't stretch that far. You can't stretch that far. So you have to either stand on the rock or get off of it. Either or. You either own it or you off it. You can't do them both. You either own it or you off it. Now the principles are strong. What simply means when they say the principles are strong, the principles are right, are true. So if the principles are right and true, either you're going to live within the principles or you're not. There is no middle ground. There is no room for, well, well I'm old. No, ain't no I'm old. Well, well, you see, no, ain't no you see. Ain't no middle ground. Ain't no gray areas. You either gonna make a decision to do 
as it says or you're not. It's just that simple. This is what the king is seeing in the Shulamite bride. She's standing on the foundation and she's following the principles and she's living on the faith, the grace, and the love That's what she's doing. And he says, you are fair. I could see, I could see me coming forth in you. I could see it. Because what you're doing is true. See, there's no faking in her. She is true to what she's doing. See, it, 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 it will be seen to what you're doing. It will be seen. It will be seen. If you're true to what you'll be doing, if you're true. See, now there's going to be a dual effect if you're true to what you'll be doing. The dual effect is going to be there. Some going to love you and some going to hate you. You ain't gonna know why they hate you. You ain't gonna know why they're against you. You you just ain't gonna know it. And the simple reason will be because what's in you is gonna be against what's in them. But let us keep on going. Let's keep on going. I'm telling you, let's keep on going. This, this, this love affair building up between the Shulamite bride and her betrothed. All right. Let's keep on going here. We stopped it, but we, we went on to verse 17. That's right. Did we go to verse 17? Yeah. Let's go to, uh, yeah. Alexa. Song of Solomon 2-1. Sorry, I don't know that. Song of Solomon chapter 2, verse 1. Okay, here's your version Bible. Song of Solomon 2, verse 1. I am a rose of Sharon. A lily of the valleys. Now, here is the Shulamite bride responding, reciprocal to the king's response. The king spoke. Now here's the Shulamite bride responding. Now the Shulamite bride is kind of like responding like some people thought, think right here is what the Shulamite bride is being a little arrogant. But the church is not being arrogant. What the church is doing is agreeing and is amazed at what the king is saying and is agreeing with the king and and when and when they when the church says that I am a rose of sharing in other words all the all she said is that I am beautiful I am beautiful, Rose of Sharon, that's all it is, Rose of Sharon, saying that I am beautiful. 
and a lily in the valley. I'm just one of many, is what she is saying. I'm just one of many, a lily in the valley. I'm just one of many in the valley. That's all, I'm beautiful, I'm one of many in the valley, okay, uh, but I'm just one of many of yours in the valley. Uh, so she, she's agreeing with what he's saying. She, she's reiterating what the king is saying, but I know I'm just one of many in the valley. I'm just one of many of them in the valley that you got. Uh, and then she, 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 uh, she's not being arrogant. And, and, and she, she's humbling herself, but she recognizing what he's saying. But she, at the same time, she's humbling herself. She, 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 she's not getting, uh, 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 outrageous but she 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 is not uh, uh, disputing with the king and many times people do that many many times you'll find people do that because see the bible says give honor where honor is due so you can walk up to somebody and tell them especially this happens all the time in the church it's, it's happened all the time in the church. You can walk up to somebody in the church and you can tell them, hey, you did a good job with that there. And, 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 and of course, they will say, well, yeah, to, you know, God get the glory. All right, praise the Lord, God get the glory. But God won't get the glory by what you did. But it's, it's, it's nothing wrong with you saying, okay, thank you. Thank you. Because the Bible said, give honor where honor is due. God's going to get the glory. You're going to recognize God got the glory through you. Through you. Because it said, all your doings, you do it unto the Lord. See, a, a lot of people don't know how to take a compliment. And then some people, they get totally beside themselves if they don't get a compliment. They do it for a compliment, for recognition. They're not going to do nothing if they can't get recognized for it some kind of way. They need their name in a bulletin. They need uh, uh, somebody standing up saying when so-and-so did this. They need to be standing up in the middle of the church and let everybody clap for them and bow before them and all this type of stuff. Then there's some that don't know how to take a compliment. They don't know what to do. Oh, no, 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 God get the glory. No, 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 I didn't do nothing. I didn't do nothing. God get the glory. Oh, no, 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 not me. No, no, they don't just don't know how to simply say, okay, thank you. They think it's wrong for them to take any credit whatsoever. Well, others want all the credit. I did it all by myself. Y'all check it out. Everybody pat me on the back. Say my name in your sleep. You see, they don't know how to give the, 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 the put a balance in there. So, we got to Understand the, um, the, 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 that's why the previous verse puts the, the, the being <laughs> is strong, the principles, because the, the, the foundation is solid, but you got to have the principles. And a lot of people don't understand the principles of God. 
They don't understand those. And you you know, without being uh, without studying the word of God, without without picking up the Bible and uh, going through the word of God and studying the word of God as we doing here now, going line by line, verse by verse, and uh uh, uh, doing your own personal studies uh, it is sometimes a little difficult when you go to organized studies and not having your own studies sometimes because sometimes in your own studies you will study some stuff that other people might not uh, attempt to study or might not want to study as a group. Uh, and then uh, God might want to lead you to some studies. So here we find um, a different un a relationship with her and her betrothed. Because she recognizes what he says. She realizes who she's talking to. And, but she understands that I am okay. I, okay, I'm beautiful, but I'm just one in the valley because in the valley there's many of them there's many lilies in that valley there's so many of them in that valley if you ever stood on a hill I don't, I don't, I don't know if y'all ever been in the country but if you ever stood on a hill in the country and looked down a hill and as you start looking down that hill, you will see them lilies. And them flowers will be from the top, starting from the top of that hill all the way down that hill. If ain't nobody, you know, if ain't nobody been playing on that hill or nothing, it'll be, a, man, there'll be so many flowers going down that hill all the way down into the valley. It'd be millions of flowers down there. Millions of them. Sometimes people just sit there and look at them. Because it'd be millions of them. Tell, tell the little kids get there. Little kids will wreck it. Because they're going to play, roll down the hill and all that stuff. Get their uh, little cardboard boxes and slide down the hills and all that stuff. But, uh, if you just look, it'd be a million of them flowers, lilies and stuff, just everywhere, everywhere. And she realized she just won. Okay, I'm beautiful. Okay, I'm beautiful, but I'm just one of them lilies in that field, down in that valley. I'm just one. Let's do one more, y'all. Let's get one more in. Let's do one more. Alexa. Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 2. Okay, here's your version Bible. Song of Solomon 2, verse 2. As a lily among brambles, so is my love among the young women. Hmm. Now, watch this here. Alexa, definition of bramble. As a noun... Bramble is usually defined as any prickly shrub belonging to the genus Rubus of the rose family. As a verb, bramble is usually defined as to look for and gather wild blackberries, pick blackberries from the vine. For more, ask me to give you more definitions for bramble. More definitions for bramble. I have two more definitions for bramble as a noun. One, the common blackberry. Two, any rough, prickly shrub as the dog rose. 
stop. Now, just a regular <coughs> shrubbery bush with these little prickly little things on them. Sometimes they had them little blackberry things around them. Now, there's a flower that shoots up a rose, a little flower, lily that comes up out of them. Now, she says that her love, now listen to it, you see this little brush, these little blackberries. Now, now you got a picture of them. See the little, little thorny things sticking up and this lily coming up and coming up out with these little blackberries. Now, listen. Alexa, Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 2. Okay, here's your version Bible. Song of Solomon 2, verse 2. As a lily among brambles, so is my love among the young women. As a lily among brambles, so is my love among the young women. Now, she said, as a lily among the brambles. Now, her, she's saying that the lily grows even in the midst of these brambles. It grows right in the midst of the thorns. It don't make no difference how the thorns is there. The lily still comes right up and the berries be around it. You gotta watch the little kids because they'll try to they'll be picking at them and can't on eating them berries. <laughs> and they fingers be bloody as I don't know what they be picking at them berries. But the lily comes right up in there. And she said her love is like that for the daughters of the women. What she's saying is remember that the daughters is the members of the church. So even though she has just started her relationship. Her zeal, her love for the king, her love, her relationship has been so, she's so inspired and so in tune and so uh, 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 her relationship is so uh, magnetic for the king that is causing a riffle between the, the church members, some of the church members. Because everything in the church, because it sits in the church, doesn't mean that it's belonged to the church. But her love is still for the church. Regardless of how they trying to stick at her, she still loves the church. And she's still blossoming. You know, as of mine, as a lily among thorns, so is my love among the daughters. That's powerful. See, that's you and I. Because we know we are among broken people and everybody is not going to grow the same way. Everybody has to go through what they got to go through and how they got to go through it. Some people will sit in the church for five years before they will receive the Lord Jesus Christ. 
some people will come in the church and 